Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 239. Today is Sunday the 25th of June 2017, and this interview is with Catherine Nielsen, who is chairman of Handpresso, a French-based startup that makes espresso coffee makers on the go. Founded by Henrik Nielsen, Catherine found herself thrust into the role of running her husband's company after his untimely death. It's a thriving success story built on a great base of products, a spirit of innovation, and a web of interesting alliances and partnerships. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue. It's a, it's, we're back into the summer months and the heat is around us. Um, so I have piped in from my old town, Fontainebleau, Catherine Nielsen. Um, so welcome to the show, Catherine. I met you. I Hello. Met, hi. I met you in at uh, the Cision uh, conference in Paris, uh, uniting a number of uh, communicants, which is part of what you do, Catherine. I I, re- I really um, had a fun time looking around at your project or your project, your company that you run, your chairman of, called Handpresso. So, can tell us, in your words, who you are, what you do, and as I always like to ask my guests, what's your mindset? Yes, <clears throat> hello, and thanks for asking me to speak about Handpresso. Handpresso is actually a family business. It was created in 2007 by my ex-husband, Henrik Nielsen, who was a Dane uh, and who was an engineer, mechanical engineer, PhD in innovation, who had lots of ideas. So um, he uh, created the company because um, he was a fond of espressos and wanted to be able to, to drink espressos everywhere. He created the company and I joined uh, in the company to help him with communications because as you know, innovations have to be explained. You have to always tell what you are, why you are doing it and um, and so um, we, um, I helped him launch the, the, the product uh, worldwide. We participated in worldwide uh, shows and I helped him obviously also with the communications in France, the via internet, the, the website, etc., etc. The mindset from the very beginning was around innovation. Uh, so he was really a big inventor. And so he, uh, he, the innovation was always at the core of all what he was doing. Um, uh, and uh, Handpresso is still coming up always with new solutions to enable you to drink a genuine espresso wherever you never had done that before. Mm -hmm. We have become the leaders of the portable espresso. So mindset is innovation, is mobility, it's quality. Uh, we really wanted not just to make a gadget. It had to be something which worked and which lasted. Simplicity and friendly experience. That's a bit the mindset. Positivity, you know, something fun, something you, you want to bring with you, something you, you share with the others around you. Beautiful. So I understand um, Henry's passed away, correct? 
Yes, yes, he passed away. He was very young. Unfortunately, it was a shock. And that was one of the biggest challenges for the company, obviously, because it was unexpected. He passed away five years ago, and it was unexpected. So there, yes, I had to decide very quickly what I wanted to do. And uh, so I decided uh, because of him, because of me, because of the children, because of the team, we had to to take over. And uh, that was the best uh, best. Uh, uh, thing I had done in my life is to 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 do that because everybody has supported me in that, and uh, I find that for his memory, it's uh, it's it's great. So to correct one little thing you said before, you said that he's your ex-husband. He's your late husband. Would be yes, yes. Sorry, yes, correct my late husband. Yeah. Yes. So who <laughs> yes. else? Who else in the family is involved now? You, so you you switched in from communications per se to chairman. Well, have you have other? Do you have your children enjoyed joined you in in the in the project? No, they 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 they. I I'm still working with communications. I have now the kind of the two functions. Uh, I I do I do because uh, yes, I have two. Nobody else uh, takes over the communications here, and. Uh, that's, I manage, I manage. The children uh, have all kind of specialized in something which is which could work in the company. Marketing for the eldest one, design for the second, and engineering for the third. But the third one is still studying. I mean, they are too young to have joined the company. When sure. it happened, they hadn't finished their studies. And uh, all of them, and I think it's a good idea, uh, want to have an experience in a bigger company before possibly joining hand presser, but sure. it's not. Uh, we don't know. Right. We don't know. Yeah. They follow very, very closely what we do, not working here. Sure. Um, but it's a family business, uh, sorry to say, it's because you see what we have um, investors from, from who are relatives, you see, in the company and uh, uh, the videos we make are always, we always use uh, uh, my children, the relatives, friends, so that's also the reason why I call it a family business. Yeah, well, as we say, libre de droit. Uh, or free free rights. Um, uh, so going, going back to Henry and the genesis of the product project. I mean, since he was a Dane, I'm going to make an enormous generalization and say he loved the outdoor. He likes his coffee, yes. and he wanted to be able to have it on mountain tops in the middle of uh, hiking and all this kind of thing. Yes, and this, the last thing I would add is the Danes are very quality kind of um, yeah. uh, minded. Yes, they, they want something which works. So there was a big, he was very demanding on that point and he was very specific and that's the reason why we're still here today. Uh, that's for sure. So he was, uh, he was, um, he was fed up uh, drinking bad espressos, and he traveled a lot, obviously, for this company. He had another one. As, uh, he was a consultant in innovation as well for big companies, and he worked also on his own projects when he had time for that. Hmm. Um, he started thinking of a portable espresso machine um, he could bring with him uh, when he traveled, you know, to China, to the States, to, uh, you know, when you are espresso lover, you, you couldn't at that time get any espresso there. So uh, he wanted it to become slightly larger than a Swiss army knife. And... Um, 
So as he had worked beforehand uh, for kind of um, um, small appliance uh, companies, um, he had noticed that espresso machines were increasingly sophisticated and expensive. So what he did is that he chose the opposite way and looked for simplicity. And that's actually what has become our motto, is a motto which was written by Leonardo da Vinci, who was his god. Uh, Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Hmm. So that is really at the core of all what he has done in innovation. He wanted always to find the simplest technology applicable for that in that area. To, and, and get the good results with it. So when you, well, at least when Henry was working on this, mm-hmm. am I to understand that the biggest obstacle was really a technological issue of making simple, great coffee? It was one of the obstacles. That was a, tech, a technical one. Obviously, he has he, it takes time, but he actually, from the idea to the launch of the product, it took only two years, which was phenomenal. Uh, he had a good team. He had a good sense of it. He was he had worked in this small appliances um, area, so he he had a good knowledge of coffee and espresso, which is something which is an obstacle because it's difficult. It's very difficult to get a good result in the cup, and that's what people judge. Uh, so he didn't want just to make a gadget you could bring wherever with you. It had to make a good coffee, and so that was one of the obstacles. The other ones, yes, it's obviously to to know how to proceed. Do you do you contact? Who do you contact? Do you try to collaborate with the big brands making already electrical or small coffee machines or electrical appliances? Like or how do you how do you move on? So what he decided out of experience, because he had other experiences with other inventions before, is that he didn't want to contact these uh, these companies specialized in uh, in coffee machines because they would see us as um, as a, um, how do you say a competitor. a competitor a competitor and he didn't he didn't want that so he tried to contact the coffee roasters the biggest coffee roasters in order to collaborate with them and 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 fine tune our machine and also because they would see that that as an opportunity to sell more coffee where you would never have used coffee before you see outdoors etc uh, so uh, that's what we did we actually contacted the big italian uh, coffee roasters like lavazza like ili and uh, we were we actually they were so ili uh, they have a university there at in trieste where they really are specialized in you know tasting coffee getting the most you know the best of the aromas etc etc uh, the um, the R&D manager there was so amazed by the innovation we we came along with that he decided for free to help us uh, fine-tune the machine and uh, um, and then we collaborated with them later on. But uh, that's what the strategy and the obstacles, obviously, were <laughs> the challenges were to find money, obviously, to finance the, the, the yes, the development the, and create the company, hire people, etc. And there we managed to invest ourselves. 
we had he Henrik had already this consulting company where he had engineers working for him. So these engineers then worked for Handpresso for some time, kind of almost exclusively. And then we uh, hired um, a CEO who is not the same uh, CEO we have at the moment, but this CEO also came investing some money. And so we could, we managed to 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 start. The challenges obviously were always to to that you know innovation requires a lot of money because you you work for two years or more uh, developing technologies and you know uh, skipping some solutions uh, for using others. It's it's an investment for two years sure. where you don't have any any income, and so the challenges were always economic. So obviously, at some stage, we had to to make loans, etc. And the challenges were always to convince the banks that we were in the right direction, that it was a you know a product people were expecting, etc., etc. Sure. We managed, but All that right. was the challenges, obviously. So, Catherine, you you mentioned the the obviously the challenges of of getting financing and you know spending two years working without getting paid. Of course, I understand that. The 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 sort of the elephant in the closet kind of question is hand hand espresso Nespresso. How did that relationship go down? Um, the first the first prototype uh, Henrik developed was made for uh, Nespresso capsules. It was a prototype. He met them. They were not interested because they didn't, were not sure that it would work. Maybe so uh, we haven't worked with Nespresso at all. And then developed the machines to to work with uh, other kind types of coffee coffee formats and so we use these these uh, pods instead of the capsules so um, maybe in the future but for the time being i we know that they follow us we know that they're interested in what we do but we have no relationship and i can't can't imagine that that the the word hand presso uh didn't raise a few legal eyes no it, it didn't didn't no, because it it wasn't it wasn't um, anything known. It's something we created. So obviously, may, people may think of Nespresso, but from the very beginning, we we said that we were independent. That's cool. Well, I, I mean, I think it certainly feels uh, like a part of that family. So it does no does no harm from a consumer's perspective. I was thinking a bit more from a Nespresso perspective, but anyway, so that's yes. good. So they they may reappear as the as you see fit. So how many countries are you in today? We are in uh, over fifty countries. Wow. Uh, yes, yes. We developed very rapidly worldwide. Henrik had a kind of international network, uh, and so we we participated in fairs, in shows in the world. You know, in Italy, in in Germany, in, in America, and that uh, we we met a lot of people interested in distributing us there. And so we are even in countries you would never expect us to be. Really, so when you. <laughs> When you look at those countries, Catherine, are you? Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, are you in the coffee making countries, or are you more in the hiking countries? Give us a little bit of a feel for the the type of users you're getting. We are um, we are in almost all the European countries here, so they are bo- both ca- countries knowing already espresso. This Italy, Italy, and southern uh, southern Europe, and we are also in. Regular coffee, coffee 
countries. We are also in South America a bit in these coffee producing countries. But uh, the the fact is, um, these coffee producing countries don't drink a very good coffee. They export good coffee right. as beans, but they don't drink themselves a very good high quality coffee. So it's um, espresso is something very different, very specific. You know, it's a short, it's a, it's a short, it's a small cup of a strong, uh, is a strong coffee, which some countries don't like. So actually, we have to adapt a bit right. to the different countries. I know, and, that, um, I, I know that Starbucks. Yes. Uh, finally launched its first Starbucks in Italy. How how does your how does the evaluation of hand press hand presso coffee sit with our Italian friends who are I should say amongst the most uh, interested in these ristretto cafe. Yes, we, I mean, what we, as we use this Italian format, the pods, we, uh, and we worked with the Italian biggest coffee roasters, we wanted to reach the quality of Italian espresso. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a regular espresso, which is 40 milliliters. If you want a ristretto, which is a smaller one, it's 20, 25 milliliters, the ones which are drunk in, in Naples, for instance. We have um, an adapter. You can you can make a ristretto with our coffee machines, buying a special adapter, which is which slows down the brewing of the coffee. And so, in, as you're looking at growth, you're in 50 countries, which is very impressive. But that's got to be a whole logistical nightmare between uh, managing the different legal um, yes you know, regulations. Yes, it is. It is, it is a big challenge. It is a big challenge. We have one person here just totally dedicated to that and to all the connections with the distributors. Uh, she manages. She manages. Uh-huh. It takes some time, so always at the beginning, because Russia doesn't function like uh, South America. And we open up new countries, and it's always very difficult at the beginning. But once it's well, once it's running, it's running. We know what to do, etc. I just wanted to add something: is that we have spoken from the very beginning, from the the first um, uh, type of product we developed, which is the portable espresso machine, the one which is manual, which works like a it's a bicycle pump. You build up the pressure manually, so it's not electrical at all. That's our core product. But since 2012, we have developed an espresso machine for the car. And there we are really the only ones on the market doing that. And uh, that's a big, a big development in our, in our kind of uh, his story. And Henrik was already there to launch the first one. He, he passed away the first machine for the car was just ready. Mm. So that's also the reason why I wanted to to keep on the the, the working for hand presser because it's, uh, everything was ready. So we launched that, and that's the big development of the, com- the of the company now is is there with also with these types of machines for the car because we have different types also of machines one for espresso one for regular coffee and we keep on developing that part because there's a big potential so the interesting thing is you know i just as you know i'm a brand guy but as i yeah. l- listened to when i met you i heard hand presso 
my name, my, you know, and you said it's coffee. I just went to Nespresso. But so I'm actually understanding it was about a hand press. Oh, as opposed to a hand presso. You the yes. actually the 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 the, the jeu de mots, the uh, the game on words. Yes. is actually the combination it, between a sort of a Nespresso and a hand presso. Hand presso. The fact is, one of our patents because we have so developed a technology which is patented. We have six patents for our machines, and the first one is. The, the, the fact that we hold the machine in the hand, therefore we have called it hand presso. And, the, and our logo is a, actually a coffee bean held by a hand. You mm -hmm. see the fingers around the coffee bean. Everything is around that because it was our major first patent. So that's it. Yes, you press the bean. Right. Hand presso. Yes. So I want to take it back. You're, you're in Fontainebleau, which is uh, my alma mater business school. And... You told me before we started recording that you have a uh, at least one business case within Siad, and uh, I would, I would just give, a, give give us a little bit of a feel for what the Siad case was looking at uh, when uh, when they studied that with you. Uh, they were uh, yes. So we had we have a, a professor who has actually written three business cases of, uh, around hand presso. Yes, the genesis of hand presso, how that technology came about, how uh, Henrik then decided to create the company himself and not try to sell the idea to the biggest, the, the big players, um, and the technology around it. That was the case a, if you want. Mm -hmm. The case B was building a business around that, you know, after some, after the, yes, the launch of the project, uh, how we developed. And uh, then um, a few years later, he came back to me in 2013 to, to ask me how we were doing after Henrik passed away. So that was uh, growing through alliances and that was actually the alliances with car manufacturers uh, thanks to this machine for the car which I just uh, mentioned so, to you. I, I'm very interested by this notion of alliances. In my new book I talk a lot about collaboration. How, yes. What is the, the key to making a good alliance in your mind? Hmm. <laughs> Finding the good partner. Uh, it's it's also, I mean, it's a bit something uh, connected with luck. You have to be there at the right moment, so just when they, you know, where they are looking for a product like yours. And that's what happened with us. To tell you the, the truth, uh, Henrik uh, went to Italy to, to um, show this machine for the car to Lavazza, you know, mm -hmm. the big sure. coffee roasters. And uh, just a couple of months later, Fiat, you know, Fiat yeah. uh, in Torino, they are sure, in the same, sure. country, the same town, Lavazza and, mm -hmm. and uh, Fiat. Uh, Fiat came to Lavazza saying, we need a coffee machine for the car. Huh. And so, so they had just met Henrik, so they came back to us saying, we'd like you to develop a machine for the new Fiat 500L. And we then used the, our technology to um, adapt. Then Lavazza had special capsules, which were not Nespresso. They had capsules called Amodomio. So we 
we adapted our technology, our machine, to these capsules, Amodomio, and they launched the machine there. Obviously, for us, it was the best which was, which could happen because we had this uh, kind of visibility, <laughs> um, and they made kind of big vis- videos on uh, on the national TV in Italy to launch the project. Obviously, they didn't mention Handpresso, but the the the, the machine is so similar to the one we launched that everybody can see the connection. So and it, it, thereafter. Yes. Is it's a white label, a hand presser, or I mean, in other words, it's branded Fiat, or Lavazza, or it's still hand presser. No, theirs is. Uh, you can see hand presser on the in the on the bottom, but you can't see it like that. It's a Lavazza Fiat kind of partnership, mm-hmm. if you want. Mm-hmm. We develop it for them. And it so, was a kind of tri- triangular, right. triangular partnership. Sure, I mean, which makes it quite complicated. I'm just wondering, I mean, at some level, you know, of course, thank God it comes around, but, you know, because you're a small company, it's hard to do everything. But at at some level, you didn't think, hmm, Land Rover, Range Rover, or, you know, Hyundai, or some, you know, more maybe uh, outdoorsy kind of feeling brand as opposed to Fiat, which I don't necessarily attribute to sort of going out and doing, you know, doing scaling mountains type of car. No, but uh, they are very proud of their cars, the Italians, they, they use their cars a lot. But what I wanted to mention is that after having been made this partnership, the other car manufacturers came to us. And we have a, a very nice uh, partnership with the whole Volkswagen group. And uh, they, just the Volkswagen, uh, in all the new models of Volkswagen, uh, in the catalogs, we are inside as an accessory. Huh. Wow, uh, that's the mach- Yeah, but that's our machine. The hand presser machine is sold inside their cars. Right, which means... their cars as an accessory. But Audi wanted a branded one. So we made a branded version of our machine for Audi. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's also very nice because it has lasted for some years. It keeps on going. And we grow via these alliances. Obviously, we are now launching a new product uh, very soon, as I told you. And there we are waiting for the other brands uh, to, to contact again the other brands with these new pro- products. So in terms of your mix of business, you've got your own hand presses you're selling on your website, selling into the countries. But now you've got these alliances, which are presumably an enormous avenue of growth and distribution for you. Yes, but it goes step by step. They don't order massively at the beginning. You know, they, they, are, they are cautious. So they start little by little, but it's something which is going on you mm-hmm. see which has but it hasn't for us it's just uh, it's an incredible um, recognition sure. it's really you know they they really have tested the machine yeah. <laughs> thoroughly before before taking it so we for us it's really incre- incredibly incredible publicity and we also we have worked also with Suzuki we have worked with Skoda I did mention you all the all the brands <laughs> Renault uh, and we made also a version for the trucks so we are hoping to to work with the big truck companies uh, etc etc but um yes it's um it's uh it's really our 
develop, the, I mean, for, for strategically, it's uh, how we will grow so if, going back, this way. Catherine, coming back to my question about what's the key to making an alliance, you, you had the luck of the first one. Okay, great. Yes. But now you've, you're, you are masterminding alliances left, right, and center. What is the key? How do you go into this to make a, I mean, if you had to listen, tell the listeners, you know, if you want to make an alliance, this is what you need to do. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that I have the, the, the good answer. You have a good product. You have to have a good product and you have to be able really to convince them that they will, that it's something they are missing. So, and uh, we are lucky now with, for, for our, ourselves that we are the only ones offering this option of having a coffee machine for the car. So obviously you have to have something to offer, which they don't have, mm -hmm. and they haven't developed yet themselves, and nobody else has done. So that's obviously the key, <laughs> is to have something of interest for them. Well, and you see in the, in the car, they, they, you have more and more accessories to, because people will spend a lot of time there and will spend, you know, so they, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. Well, I, I'm just imagining in my mind the self-driving car with a cafe bar. Yes, where, yes. <laughs> um, so yes. listen, you're in communications, Catherine. I just want to spend a little bit of time before we close off about communications. Um, I've seen your website. It's mobile friendly. What is the role of social media uh, for you as you communicate about Handpresso? Oh, it's it's vital because uh, the fact is we have no money for to do ads, and that's a bit one of the obstacles we've had is that you spend so much in R and D that you don't have much left for for publicity. So I use social medias a lot, and uh, it's it's for me it's it's vital. I I need it. I use you know the social networks, and I I do mailings. Uh, I use season for this database of journalists and I, I do regularly mailing, mailings in the countries I'm targeting and, uh, and that's it. What works well at the moment are videos. Uh, we, we didn't do that as much as the beginning. We have videos for each of our products to, to show how we, we use them but we see that videos are really uh, what works Best because the machines you have to show how they how you do the the coffee it's it's fun it's uh, it's uh, something you have to show so these and are more different. like these are more like how-to videos that are put up on YouTube yes 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 that's the way I use Facebook also to post them and uh, yes but that's the way we do and yeah. in terms so of, we do in, in terms of getting it, the name out there which of the social media do you use most or where you find your best audience and which ones are less good for you? Um, well, I'm not an expert in, in social media, so I'm working with them, but I, I could do better for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. But uh, so what I use most is Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but I don't use Twitter, for instance. But it's also, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it's also a lack of time. I can't do everything. So I kind of, I, I, I have used, uh, stuck on something and said, okay, that's the way I want to, uh, to move on. But maybe that could be that could change maybe with the launch of the new product I could also you know um, develop that more the social social media but it works very well and we need it for sure all right so Catherine I suppose 
that the art of any communicator or any marketing person has to start with a great product, and that clearly is what you have in your hands, a hand presso. So listen, Catherine, uh, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, show, talking about the adventures of a hand presso. How can people, what's the best way to, well, first find the product and then maybe even connect with you if they want to follow up some more? Yes, so they are uh, welcome to, to contact me directly. I'm Catherine Nielsen. So uh, I have um, an email. I, uh, I would answer with pleasure in at handpresso.fr. And we have a website. That's the, the easiest way to see, to see all what we have, the whole range. To order, we, we send uh, worldwide from our offices. We have a small stock here. So we sell, we, we sell a lot uh, via the Internet. And so also to have a good update of all what we're doing, internet is the, is the best way. Fabulous. Catherine, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. And look forward to following Thank up. And I'll you. hopefully get my own hand yes. All right. Yes, you have to. You have to. <laughs> For the holidays, be good. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, that's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray.
the Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.